Hey everybody, welcome to the Shields Up podcast. My name is Christian Bruin, and me and the team would like to thank you for listening as we get into the docket for today. Today we'll start with Are You in the Wrong, where we discuss if a student is in the wrong. And finally, end with a debrief, where I'll be covering the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Without further ado, let's go to Amelia with Are You in the Wrong? What is up, are you? Welcome back to this week's edition of Are You in the Wrong? Today, I am here with Christian. Hi. I'm here with James. Hey. And I'm here with Jessica. Hello. And today, we are going to be talking about a situation that has come upon us. So, here we go. Am I in the wrong for telling my roommate she should consider living alone because of her mental health issues? So... Here we go. Okay, I did that on purpose. Where, where was the bit? <laughs> that was funny. Where's the bit? See, that made it funnier. Where did you the like the fact now? that I just quite literally just looked at you <laughs> and was waiting? <laughs> no, hey, nobody nobody listening to this is going to get what just happened. That's but true. I'm going to keep them in the dark. They're fine. <laughs> so, here is our situation. My roommate, 20 female, and I, 18 female, are about two months into our first semester of college. We both chose to room with someone random and ended up being together in a small dorm in a very quiet building. We get along fine face-to-face for the most part, and the beginning of the year started off very well. She's a very quiet person, but is comfortable enough with me to share her history with mental health problems, and early on, I agreed that every Thursday, I I would avoid the dorm for about an hour so she could attend a Zoom meeting with her therapist. About a month in was when her mental health issues started affecting the way she took care of everything. We have our own separate fridges, and I began to notice every time she opened hers, I could smell something awful. When she was in class, I opened it to see what it was, and she had a container of spoiled milk and rotting fruit. Yikes. Later, I asked her what she had in there, and she showed me an apple she'd been keeping since move-in day to see how long it would take for it to rot. (laughs) Excuse me? Uh, A little weird. That's just bad manners right there. I mean, it's her own fridge. That's true. It disgusted me, but I laughed it off and asked her politely to throw it away, and she replied with a chuckle and a no. She doesn't wash her sheets, ever, leaves her trash until it's overflowing, and dumps her laundry on the floor for weeks until she finally cleans it, which doesn't help the smell. Nasty. Oh, my. Nasty. I was going to say a word. Yeah. She sleeps from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m. slash noon, which makes it really hard for me to be in there since that's literally the only time I spend in the dorm. From when? Like 7 at night until like 11 the next morning, like noon. at least 12. Is that really a mental issue? Yeah, I was about to say that it doesn't seem mental to me. I mean, depression is one thing, but sitting in bed for that long? And just like dirty and stuff. Like I'm depressed and I can't sit in bed for that long. I mean, there's more to the story. I don't think that's fully it, but... No, no, good. So here's the rest. I try my best to stay quiet because I understand depression can make you sleep often and for long periods of time, but it's frustrating to have to make literally no noise and keep lights off the only time I'm in there. This evening is when she really made me mad. She has been frequently having random Zoom meetings with her therapist in addition to her weekly meeting and doesn't tell me what time those meetings are until the night before or the day of. Today, she decided to tell me right before going to bed that she will be having an hour and a half long 9 a.m. Zoom meeting that I will have to leave for. I agreed to the one weekly appointment, but I did not agree to this. I've gotten so fed up with these random meetings, her constantly needing privacy in the dorm, 
her inability to take care of the shared space, that I told her next year she should consider paying the extra money to live in a dorm by herself. I understand that depression makes you do things you're not proud of, like neglecting self-care, work, chores, etc. But she has no consideration for my time, my privacy, my space, and my feelings. I told her if she needs this much privacy, she should either seek private study spaces out in camp, out on campus, or she should get a single dorm because it's frustrating to always have to be booted out of the room at random times on short notice every few days. I communicated with her, as kindly as I could, that if she's aware of how bad her mental health is, she shouldn't have to make someone else deal with the consequences of it. And that's our, st- that's our situation. Wow. So no, like, update to her reaction and what happened afterwards? I don't really see one. They usually they would update it. Yeah. So my question is, has there, like, been any talk with any, like, supervisor or... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or therapist? Yeah, why did she go directly to her? Yeah, she should Like, you know what answer else. you're yeah. going to get when you talk to her, right? You're going to get I a guess. no. I mean, <laughs> you know that she's going to be like, uh-uh. Yeah, so if I was that girl, I would just move out then. Just like, out. yeah. Yeah. Find find another roommate or something. I also feel like if there are two roommates in a room, they're both paying to stay on campus in that room and that they both have some, you know, right to privacy and to, like, actually good living space. And if you can't, like, work that out with one another, that, that yeah, it's not good. Well, and especially, like, the dorms here are small. So it's having two people in there with their stuff, like, it's easy for stuff to kind of overlap with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can understand if it's, like, why it's, like, bothering her so much mm-hmm. because, you know, like, if my roommate stuff was on my side and it was causing a problem, then, yes, I'd be annoyed. Yeah, definitely. So I get that, but. And I feel like the poster is uh, trying to convey that they're not, the other person is not willing to talk about anything, that the depression is has become an excuse more than an actual effector of moods. And we don't know. It could be the main effector of how everything is going, why they're like their their room is dirty, why they're leaving stuff in the fridge. But I feel like I, I do believe that there's another factor into this story. That- well, we don't we don't know. Yeah. And like did she just go to her and say that she should move out right away? Or did she like talk about like maybe, you know, try to like fix and just say can you like be a little cleaner and can you do these things you know to make it better instead of just automatically saying oh we shouldn't live together anymore and you should go on your own like did she even try to like have that conversation with her about maybe she's not aware of it that she's doing all these things well they did say the one part with the apple that had been kept in the fridge since move-in day and Mm -hmm. the poster did say hey do you mind throwing this away and she was like haha no okay that's a pretty good indicator of Exactly what she's going to do is only what she wants to do. Yeah, and that's wrong. And on top of that, there is almost like a little like time hop, it seems like, Mm because it goes from kind of like throughout the two months, and then it's like that specific evening. So there could have been more conversation, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't think she's wrong. Yeah, I don't think she's wrong. I just, I think she should move out. She's definitely, she's wrong for not going to somebody else Mm -hmm. and like not approaching it the right way yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. and the other thing is so the poster is the 18 year old the roommate is the 
20 year old so you gotta imagine this 18 year old is probably a freshman in college it's their first year so I'm sure that's not creating a positive experience starting off college Mm -hmm. with oh I have this roommate the 20 year olds probably abusing their kindness probably you know because of how new they are yeah so what are the comments say on um pretty much everybody is also saying that this person is not in the wrong one person said, at this rate, seek out your dorm manager or whatever they're called, yeah, RA. Exactly. This is unacceptable and not what you signed up for. Ask to be assigned another room yeah. slash roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leaving every Thursday was already very nice of you, and she's taking advantage of your kindness. So there yep. it is. Yep, absolutely. And it's like, you know, you shouldn't have to leave your, like, basically your home at right. the moment. For another person. I mean, I mean, it's nice and it's like if I were in that situation, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, especially if it's only like an hour or so. But if you're asking me to leave during like multiple times in a week and not giving me any um, like notice. Mm -hmm. Right. Or the asking to keep the lights off and be quiet as a mouse for Mm -hmm. however many hours. Like it's like when I. It's like, if I'm having a Zoom call, do you think the other people in my house are quiet? No, they're not. <laughs> of course they're not. They don't yeah. care. Like, my mom doesn't care. She's going to still do laundry, or vacuum, or whatever. Or they're going to come up and try to ask you a question, and you're like, yeah. do you not see me sitting here they're like, yeah. and you know what they say? my therapist? I don't care. No, they, no, they do, actually. They, they, they respect it when I say it. But right. it's like, before that, it's like, eh. They don't, they don't know what's happening. So. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not to like be mean or anything. I feel like she's using her mental health as an excuse no, to be, to be this way. You it's know? Like, oh, do you mind cleaning this up? Do you mind exactly. picking your laundry like, up? I oh, I think can't because of my it. depression. Yeah. I don't think you should use that as an excuse. Like mm-hmm. mental health is absolute. It is not a joke. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's not, it, it shouldn't be an excuse either. So no, I definitely think yeah. this roommate. Do, and people abuse it all yep. the time. Yeah. And I think that's what she's doing. She's abusing it. Absolutely. Because she knows that, I mean, she's going to feel bad for her and stuff. And so she's going to get away with it. Use it as a guilt card almost. Yeah. The best lesson that we all can learn from this is that communication is a very, very useful tool. Because I think that with good communication between the two roommates that maybe they could have worked something out. Yeah, but just because you communicate with someone doesn't mean that it's going to work. It's, it's going to work because it but, has to be mutual. But then you find the solution a lot sooner than it seems like three or four more months after like this has all been occurring. I feel like if they communicated to an RA, if they communicated to someone about the problems that they were having beforehand, I think this problem would have been you know, solved a lot more quickly. So yeah. I think that communication is a big tool that we all yeah, need to Yeah, I would use just talk to an, like an adult or someone that can help her out. Exactly. The best, yeah. the best advice, if you don't like people, just get your own room. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't just leave. Yeah. Just walk out the door and walk out into the cold and just stand Don't make Don't make the other person do something because you're not happy. Like, if you're not happy with something, just leave. Do what's best yeah. for, for you. you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 18. They're, you know, they're an adult at this point. Right. They can make their own choices. And, yeah. And if they thought that, you know, just getting a random person matched to them into a, a room would be a problem, then they should have got their own room. Absolutely. So, overall consensus. Christian, do you think this person is in the wrong? No, but there is a different way she w- could have went about things. Okay. James, is this person in the wrong? No, I don't think this person was in the wrong. And they're, again, 
they're young. They're 18 years old. From from my 26-year-old 20, perspective, they're still pretty young and still figuring everything out with college and stuff that I think even if they knew, like, the solution to do, I don't, I think they would have just been more forgiving than, you know, like in the post. So I, I totally think the, the Reddit poster gave all the room that they could and that they're definitely not in the wrong. Okay. Jessica, what do you think? I don't think she's in the wrong. I actually give her credit for putting up with it as long as she did. Cause I feel like me, I would have said something right away and oh, I would have, I would have, you know, done something. So the fact that she was able to put up with it as long as she did. I would just talk to, like, the building manager or whoever and try to get your own place, you know. Or at least have some sort of, like, mediated conversation. Yeah, and, I mean, and hope that she, you know, is willing to make some changes. Yeah. But you never know. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Tune in for our next podcast. And don't forget to follow Shield Media on Instagram, Facebook. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Shields up, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Debrief, where I cover media and entertainment that I have taken in recently. Today, I want to talk about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which was released on October 27th of this year, 2023, with the original game being released as far back as August 8th, 2014, which is almost a span of 10 years, almost which is kind of surreal to think about, especially when I would enjoy watching uh, people on YouTube play this game when I was a kid. Um, so I have a pretty uh, deep connection with this game. Uh, not, it's not like extremely deep, but I know about the lore and the story and the characters. I know most of like all of the, the, the lore hunting that went on during that period of time when these games were coming out. And people were finding secrets and all these different things and releasing them onto the internet. I was taking it all in as a, like, a kid in high school and a kid in, like, late middle school. But anyways, let's get into the actual meat of the subject. Let's talk about the movie. Um, The one thing I will say is they tried really decently hard to fit the lore of multiple games into one story which is a good and a bad thing it's good because i feel like people who are new to it won't be as confused going in uh it's kind of easy to to digest in comparison to uh other things it's it's easy to digest in comparison to like actually playing the games and trying to learn the lore because that would take hours and hours of time that uh only I have to waste so it's uh it was really uh like it cut some things out and it made it really i would say it was really claustrophobic uh with how like condensed the story was like it felt like it was going so fast all the time like there was no breaks no holds barred it was like going forward and forward and forward and forward and like things kept happening like one after the other and I was kind of just like you know I was like okay this is a little much you could slow it down a bit but um other than that it's a 
you know, it wraps up the story quite well. Um, it gives you the the main plot points of the story from the games. So it's, I mean, it, it's it's all there. Nothing's missing. You can you can take in from any person who is new to the the franchise can watch this movie and take in a general idea of the lore of the games and the story of the games. So I think they did a pretty good job with that. <clears throat> As for the set design and the animatronics, uh, I think that was probably the best thing about this film is the animatronics. They're amazingly well done. They're they're uh, they're done by the uh the Jim Henson company, I believe. Uh which their Jim Henson if you if you know who he is, he's uh one of the the main people who worked on the Muppets and he created his company that main, mainly works on like Muppets and animatronics and an animation of like puppeting and stuff, but he made he made uh, things like Kermit the Frog, like Miss Piggy, like he he made a lot of those like really iconic Muppets characters. So for that company to work on this project and make these animatronics, they look they look stunning. They look amazing. Like they look exactly. Like, if you were to take them out of the game and put them in real life, they look pristine. They look exactly how they're supposed to. As for the set design, you can really tell that they put a lot of time and effort into making the pizzeria look authentic to the way it looks in the games. Um, If you've played the games or you know of the kind of art style of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, you kind of know what that pizzeria looks like. It it looked like any kind of general Chuck E. Cheese location, but it's definitely got that style that's still there, the the style that's ripped directly from the games itself. It definitely looks like they took a lot of time and effort into making the pizzeria stand out, because if you're watching the movie, that you'll notice that all of the other locations outside of the the pizzeria looks very bland and drab and kind of like gray and you'll you'll definitely notice that when you're like looking around it just it's which i mean it could be looked at as lazy but i think they wanted most of the attention to be centered around the pizzeria and most of the time you're you're in that location anyways so it's not too big of a deal to have everything outside of it bland but i feel like there could have been like a little more character put into uh, outside of the pizzeria to kind of set up. I'm not complaining too hard about it because everything in the pizzeria looks phenomenal. Uh, there, there's really nothing to complain about there. Um, it's it's just it's so good that there's really nothing to complain about. Just to kind of finish it off, um, there's if there's one thing I will say about this movie is it's definitely not for everybody. I've seen quite mixed reviews on this movie with uh, people who know this game giving it extremely high reviews and people who have no idea what this game is or what the games are or what the story is giving it very bad reviews. But the one thing I will say about this movie is that people who grew up with this game are going to enjoy it way way more than people who didn't so for the five nights at freddy's movie i'm going to be giving it a three out of five stars
Although the movie is quite concise and the animatronics and set design is incredible, it definitely falls off at certain aspects of the film. Despite it all, it's still worth seeing. Definitely go see it. It's available for streaming on Peacock, so definitely give it a watch. And to kind of branch off, I want to give a film and a TV show recommendation for this podcast. For my TV show recommendation, I want to recommend them on Prime Video. It is all about a black family that moves to North Carolina in an all-white Los Angeles neighborhood in the 1953, where their idyllic home becomes ground zero for malevolent forces. I think you're interest, if you're interested in the concept of the effect that racism had on um, African-American minds in the 1950s, this is definitely a show to watch. It's very deep, and it cuts really deep. Um, fair warning, it is very, very graphic content in, and uh, very graphic language as well. But altogether, it is a very good show, and I think it's worth checking out. For my film recommendation, I want to look to the Thanksgiving holiday, as it's coming very, very soon here. And, you know, when I think about Thanksgiving, I always think about those old home movies that people record, would record during their family gatherings. So, for the, from the, my film recommendation, I want you to watch The Blair Witch Project. It is a found footage movie that tells the tale of three film students who travel to a small town to collect documentary footage about the Blair Witch. And they eventually go into the woods and are never to be seen again. But anyways, this has been The Debrief. I hope you enjoyed my first iteration of this segment of the RU podcast, Shields Up. I really hope you enjoyed it. This has been Christian DeBruin. Have a good day. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our Shields Up podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to follow all of the Shield social media platforms so you can keep up to date on new episodes coming out. Also, please be sure to share this with everyone you know, because sharing is caring. Thanks for listening, and Shields up! <laughs>